truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And happy Friday. Greetings. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand. I am Steve Dace, Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin. They're here too, as is our good friend DC McAllister back for the Dace Group. We'll get started on that here momentarily. 888-900-3393 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the Steve Dace Show. Live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. 888-900-3393. You can also try, with an emphasis on the word try, Try liking us on Facebook, but good luck with that because the shadow ban continues. You can also follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. It is a Friday. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll get to some of that feedback that you've sent us at the stevedace.com inbox. Uh, That's coming up in hour number two. But before we get to all of that, of course, first and foremost, since it's the end of the week, it is time for the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by Relief Factor. If you're one of millions of Americans struggling with chronic pain, this is chronic pain as a result of too much inflammation in the body. Relief could be just one website away. When you go to relieffactor.com and get the three-week quick start for nearly or for less than $20. It's, it's nearly $20, bucks, nineteen ninety-five, But it will cost you just a dollar a day to give this a shot. That's how confident they are in this product that you're going to see results. They're offering it to you for practically nothing, way below cost, because they're pretty sure you're going to see results and you're going to come back for more. But call their bluff. Hey, I did. I gave the three-week quick start a try earlier this year. I used to come on Blaze shows before we started broadcasting here, and the host would rave about this product. And I'm like, is it really that good? And then I started uh, trying it myself with the three-week quick start uh, several moons ago. And now it's been a part of my daily regimen ever since. I can't recommend it higher. Uh, and, And what I love the most about it, there's a ton of good things out there that can help you with chronic pain, right? What sets this apart for me, though? is that it's 100% drug-free, even though its four-key natural ingredient formula was created by doctors who can prescribe drugs. So they get that you're not a machine, you are a created being, and the body will push back against inflammation if you give it the right kind of push. And that's where Relief Factor comes in. So give it a shot. What do you have to lose for a dollar a day? Except maybe, finally, hopefully, the pain. At relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. And now we get to issue one, bleep Democrats say. Electoral college is racist and classist. And the, the people who are saving us are the career foreign service officers, the career United States military officers. There is this fantasy that there is this uh, resistance within these organizations like the FBI and the CIA. And the State Department. And the State Department, which in my experience are not exactly uh, left-wing outfits. They are doing the right thing when their political bosses are doing the wrong thing. In the FBI, we don't ask each other our political beliefs, we don't talk about political issues. Um, I think there is, of course, no deep state. There is no resistance within the bureaucracy across the government agencies. The president did was so much worse than even what Richard Nixon did. You know, frankly, I think the House 
else is going to do it, and I'd like to impeach the bastard right now, but, you know. I believe that abortion rights are human rights. I believe that they are also economic rights. And let me be clear, health care is abortion care. Understand this. When someone makes abortion illegal in America, rich women will still get abortions. It's just going to fall hard on poor women. It's going to fall hard on girls, women who don't even know that they're pregnant because they have been molested by an uncle. I want to be an America where everybody has a chance. Young people, LGBTQ and black and brown folks continue to face barriers in accessing comprehensive reproductive health care. In the third year, when people have had a chance to feel it and taste it and live with it, we're going to vote and we're going to want Medicare for all. Your question is said, what are we going to do in decades? We don't have decades. What the scientists are telling us, we don't get our act together within the next eight or nine years. We're talking about cities all over the world, major cities going underwater. I, uh, I think it is the existential threat to humanity. It's the number one issue. Donald Trump is the greatest threat to the national security of our nation at this moment. But I shouldn't have done it. I'm not a person of color. Uh, I am not a citizen of a tribe. But... Um, what I try to do is be a good friend. I think that um, it, it's unfortunate that we have someone on this stage who is attempting to be the Democratic nominee for President of the United States, who during the Obama administration spent four years full-time on Fox News criticizing President Obama. I'm, I'm really hoping they vote for it. Uh, it's definitely going to be a, a step forward in progress. Um, I'm... I'm really excited if they vote for it. Uh, a bit nervous, though, as as always, just you never know. Yeah, it passed. It passed. Let's get to the first question, and we will start with you, DC. What was your favorite slice, in honor of Thanksgiving being almost here, what was your favorite slice of rot gut pie this week? You're up. <laughs> I need to pick out one of the turkeys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so many turkeys there. Uh, well, the queen at the end was just, you know, that was classic. But I have to go with the, you know, abortion rights or human rights and this need that, you know, it's an economic right. I haven't heard that one before, but evidently we have economic rights. And now we have all these abortions, baby killing, kill the babies. It's a right. It, it never gets old and it never gets more disgusting. Is 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 the only thing Elizabeth Warren wants you to be able to do without direct control of government? Kill your own children? I kill think, the babies. I, I think that is the only thing Elizabeth Warren wants you to be able to do. But the government should pay for that. Yes, but without direct, um, you know, a direct hand and or permission from government. I believe the only thing Elizabeth Warren wants you to be able to do without government is kill your own children. Todd, your favorite. Well, there at the end, that ridiculous story out of Chicago uh, with the... Uh, Which of trend? your daughters is named Nova? Super. Don't get... Uh, yeah. You, I'm, I'm hanging on by a very thin <laughs> thread on this one. The, and, I know, and I'm trying to provoke you. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, you know, Bad that's Steve. All right. That's yeah. all right. America needs to see this. The, the, but the visual that I believe Aaron showed earlier in the week, it wasn't in this montage, is the... Either the school board member or the principal who looks like he looks like he's roughly my age and Steve's age. And he looks like a guy who probably in high school, you know, may have played guard on the football team or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big man. He's not effeminate skinny jeans, but he's so happy. Yep. That, 
that man and every man like him is the reason DC has to write the book that she did, is the reason why our country is falling apart. You damn fools are letting all of us down. And I swear to God, if I was in that room with you, you look, you got me over, weighed by 100 pounds, but you and I out in the parking lot would go. I, I promise you that. I've had it up to here. You, you need to be punched in the mouth. You, 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 there are children, that crying girl is sitting there while you laugh. Laugh in her face. That's an entire culture in a nutshell. A pox on your house. Imprecatory prayers were meant for the likes of you. And I'm going to stop now because it's just going to get more rated R the further we go. Amen. Amen, brother. Aaron. Well, I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Better you than me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the look on that poor girl's face, and that wasn't in the montage, but the, the girl that uh, I believe the Chicago Daily Herald interviewed at that meeting, the, the look on her face as she's holding back tears at the very end of that, the look on her face is, where the hell is my dad right now? I don't know what, I don't know what her dad is like. Um, if, if he's not kicking the butt of every person who voted in favor of that policy, uh, then he's failing. That, uh, he's, he's failing. And, and the rest of the parents uh, as well are failing. And that, yeah, that, that, story, that story is, as Todd just diagnosed, that is, that is a diagnosis and that is the, that is the symptom of, of our culture. Uh, as well. As far as my favorite uh, slice of crazy train rot gut uh, this week, it's Andy McCabe saying, yeah, there, it's clear. It's, there's obviously no deep state. Dude, you don't have a job because you were in the freaking deep state, man. I mean, talk about peeing on me and telling, it's, telling me it's raining. I mean, that's two weeks in a row where we've had a, a moment like that. I can't remember what it was exactly off the top of my head last week. I know we had a moment like that. Dude, come on. Just, just admit it. Just own it. Just say, you know what? Yeah, we've got. We're just. We're. I mean, be like the CIA director, the former CIA director John McLaughlin, different one than the uh, uh, McLaughlin group. I mean, be like him. Say, thank God for the deep state. Just own that poop. Stop lying to us, please. I am fascinated by that dichotomy because you have a clip in there. With is that from MSNBC? Yeah, where, where you have a U.S. a member of the U.S. Yeah. yeah, a member of the U.S. Congress is saying his own variation of "Thank God for the deep state." Right? Yep. He's saying, "Hey, I mean these these career intelligence officers, uh, the these career foreign diplomats, and Todd and D.C. Uh, the three of us, Aaron isn't maybe, but the three of us are old enough to remember when um, you know we had to have the uh, uh, the Church Commission and other things take out those career spies and intelligence officers because Democrats didn't trust that intelligence community. You guys old enough to remember all that sure. all that kind of stuff back in the day? Um, but um, so we've on, on on one channel of DNC TV, you have a, a, a member of the a duly sworn in member of Congress essentially itemizing the people that make up the deep state and thanking them for providing insulation against what they view, view to be a rogue presidency, right? Yeah, he has deep state posters on his yes. wall. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you know what? I 
I'm kind of, you know, I'm wired similar to you on this stuff, Aaron. I, I would always rather have an honest enemy than a dishonest ally every time. I mean, I can, I, can, I think I'm, I'm pretty confident I can, I can hold, hold my own in most fights when I can see the, the fist coming. It's the, it's the guy wearing the, the GOP, Team GOP uniform, shanking me from the side and the back that I, that, that's, you know, it's, it's, it, when the wolf says, hey, what do you think of my claws? I, I know to lock and load. It's when it shows up wearing the lambskin that I'm, that I'm defenseless. I'm caught off guard, right? So in a way, I'm, even though I think, you know, he's wrong, I'm almost endeared by that guy just being this brutally honest about it. And then you've got Andrew McCabe over here on, on the other channel of DNC TV. Um, Nothing they, to see here. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't even get their own story straight on their own narrative. And I, I think it would actually, I don't know what you guys think. I think it'd be a far better tactic for them if they just owned up to this. Yep. And 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 if they just said, "Hey, you know, you know why you, you know why we're doing this, because that's why Donald Trump's got a forty-five or forty-three percent approval rating. You're not comfortable with it either, right? If they just did that, I think it would actually be more beneficial to them than th- these laughable, yeah. t- you know, uh, Baghdad we're, Bob type of denials. We're the we're the deep state of the people here. Yes, yeah, yeah we're here. To, we're protecting you. Yeah, yes, we're we're not comfortable. You're not comfortable with them. Neither are we. We're yeah, yes, we are the world. We are the deep state. Right? If they just did that, wouldn't that be a better tactic than what they're doing right now? And then you bring in Bruce. Br- we are the world. At the end, right? He would probably still do it at this age, don't you think? And they put like a music video out. What do you think, Todd? Well, you know the joke. And then John Brennan's doing the harmony. I'm sorry. You, you go. No, I, I need to stop are, now. These okay. are the smuggest people on the face of the earth. Being, being that, they like being pa- patronizing is what they really like. They are the equivalent of, you know, they're- This is a, I knew you were going to say this, which is why I went to you. What you are saying, our audience needs to hear this. Go ahead, finish your point. Well, there was a fantastic scene on either CNN, MSNBC. There was an interview. It was back during the time when the the, the latest iteration of should the Redskins be named the Redskins anymore? And on one of those shows, there was an actual Native American elder who's like, no big deal. Like all of our high school teams, they're named, and they are. A bunch of the Native American high school teams, they're called the Redskins. And then there was some uh, white egghead, the male version of Elizabeth Warren running for president, who basically patted him on the head and said, yeah, but you don't understand. You you don't understand. That's what they really get off on. Yeah, see, they won't do that because they hate you. You know, the Democratic and the left had a choice to make after this last election. They could try introspection. They tried it for about 40 hours. And then they realized, no, they weren't the problem. You are. You blew this. You, you made this mistake. It's what I wrote earlier this week for The Blaze. The re-election of John Bell Edwards in Louisiana should have sent shivers up the spines of Trump 2020. Plus 16 over what Hillary did in the suburbs of Baton Rouge in Louisiana. Or, 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 I'm sorry, New Orleans. Uh, he's pro-gun, pro-life, a Marine veteran. Dad was a decorated sheriff. But they don't need to care. Why? Because the Democratic Party, as much as it hates Donald Trump, it hates states like Louisiana even more. It's never gonna. It's never on a national level gonna take its cue from a John Bell Edwards. They're barely tolerating him just so they can have another Democratic governor. It, that, that's why they're never gonna join arms with people that are uncomfortable with President Trump because they hate you. Because they're uh, the smug, because they think they're better than you. And it's why they're not going to follow the John Bell Edwards game plan, because as much as they hate Trump, they hate places like Louisiana even more. Let's get to the exit question. On a scale of one to 10, 
with one being as limp and pathetic as Lindsey Graham's T-level and 10 being as vigorous and intense as Ilan Omar's anti-Semitism. Yes, we're still doing this question, DC. Yes. Um, rate this week's level of total depravity, Todd. Nine. DC? Oh, total depravity are definitely nine. Total, de- well, I guess I was going to go with a six, but I've become desensitized to this, so... <laughs> So six is still pretty high then, yeah. right? All right. Like Ish- six as in 6.66. Nice. Issue two, Chick-fil-A. This is the kind of week the public relations department at Chick-fil-A has had. Oh, he seems to be crawling away from the goal. What is he doing? He's throwing away the bat. Ah! This comes after their announcement that they were <clears throat> pursuing a new direction with their charity giving. That new direction apparently includes ending their relationships with the Salvation Army and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. The Chick-fil-A Foundation's giving to those organizations gave leftists all the ammunition they needed to paint the company as anti-LGBTQIA alphabet soup. Of course, scrutiny over Chick-fil-A's previous relationships with groups such as Focus on the Family led to a nationwide backlash against the rainbow jihad with Chick-fil-A Day back in 2012. The latest news was, shocker, not good enough for groups like the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, however. They said, quote, in addition to refraining from financially supporting anti-LGBTQ organizations, Chick-fil-A still lacks policies to ensure safe workplaces for LGBTQ employees and should unequivocally speak out against the anti-LGBTQ reputation that their brand represents. Later this week, Franklin Graham came to the defense of Chick-fil-A, saying he'd spoken with Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy and that he had assured them they hadn't backed down to anyone's demands. In response to that, Matt Staver of the Christian legal defense organization Liberty Council penned an op-ed for the Christian Post contradicting both Graham and Kathy with proof that one of the Chick-fil-A Foundation's new partners, Covenant House, is totally down to clown with the LGBTQ agenda. What a mess. So first question, Todd, what happened? And what's happening here? What do you think? fundamentally this we're back in genesis chapter one did did god really say uh, there's all kinds of you know we we can't get into the airports this is where we want to go next and they're only the number three fast food yeah, chain. you I can mean, understand why they're suffering they it makes no it, it makes no sense they based on what steve just said they they had cornered a market that was had, had Steve talks about what who's your base know who your base is all the time i mean that has any business perfected that more in recent memory no so the, none of this makes any sense and whatever whatever market Steve also hit on this a little earlier this week whatever market share you were going to get from the airports was not going to be a revolution in who you were the revolution was identifying this base so that we, we we really have to talk biblically about what's going on here it's just a a they forgot that they were created in the image and likeness of god or they don't care anymore based on new people that you know a growing company is obviously as big as them are not going to necessarily all be hiring people who were just taken off the streets you know handing out bible tracts or anything like that you all different kinds of people are hired and apparently uh the a, a new version of inmate is running the asylum now i don't it's it's there's a biblical core message going on here that all of us have to pay attention to DC, to me, this is either a betrayal of their core customer base or 
the absolute worst public relations department in all of corporate America. All right. Like it, let's say you're Dan Cathy. And I mean, I've, I've not run a trillion dollar company. So I would assume he knows more about this than me, but I've also done things he hasn't done. Like, you know, uh, help coordinate messaging campaigns for presidential, you know, candidates. So let me just tell you, you shouldn't need Franklin Graham to call you and say, Hey, on day three of this, Harry, are you aware that people are saying this about you? It doesn't make sense. And then, and then, and then you're incensed to him, but then there's no follow up from you. That's that, that doesn't make any, it doesn't. So this is either a betrayal or it's the, they have the worst public relations department in all of corporate America. But what are your thoughts? Well, I think a lot of the time when you see organizations do something that doesn't make any sense, especially surrounding things like the LGBTQ issue, that usually something personal is going on behind the scenes, connections, someone's, you know, having a come to the LGBT Jesus moment. They want to make a connection um, in a way that they think that needs, needs to be done and bowing to the culture. I mean, usually there's something like that going on behind the scenes. We usually misinterpret everything in being about finances or some kind of big business strategy. It's sometimes it's just a lot more human and relational than that. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone on this PR board or whoever's making all these decisions just has a really strong idea about the LGBT and they want to incorporate it into the business. And this also goes to show that money isn't always the driving factor with, you know, we see this in films. We see this in Hollywood. They, they have bombs that they put out repeatedly just because they have the right messaging according to the left. Uh, so sometimes people just make decisions that are counterintuitive because they have an, uh, a relational and they're bowing to the culture. And I think that's probably what you have going on here. In other words, you, you worship what you serve ultimately is what you're saying that that we like to pretend particularly within conservatism we like to make this that everything can be transactional that we can align with people who don't agree with us on anything at all because we have a we have a you know and sometimes you can you know sometimes churchill and fdr can sit down at 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 yalta with 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 uh you know with, with stalin but but for every one of those most of the time, you're signing the equivalent of a of a Soviet Nazi non-aggression pact, and you're really just delaying when you're going, which when when they're going to turn on you, as they always eventually planned. Um, you know, it, 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 unless it's to see eye to eye, can they walk arm in arm? Is another way of saying it from a source far wiser than myself. And in the end, we like to pretend that everything can be transactional. That if everybody just wants to make money, and and it, then we can find agreement. But in the end. We are creatures who desire worship and affirmation and relationship. And even money and financial success only fills those needs for, for so much that we want something that appears to be the real thing. Is that what I hear you saying, DC? Well, yeah. One thing that drives humanity, all of us, is the need and the desire to be in the group. Yeah. It is horrifying to We never beings. leave high school. We, most we of us never it's leave high school. Part- yeah. Well, it's part of how we're made to be in community, right? I mean, it's one of these good things about us that's gone awry. I mean, we're made to be in community. We're made to be loved. We're made to be accepted. I mean, that's part of our humanity. It's what drives us. Is why we should love each other. That's why God calls us to be in community. Um, but overriding all that that natural need should be principles and understanding of who do you bow to, who do you worship, who's overseeing these relationships. Is it my own subjective desires? 
is in my own worship of myself because I so need my status. Mm-hmm. I so need to be my have my legitimacy in the eyes of men. And uh, you know, so this is why to be a Christian in these times, to be someone who stands for certain principles is oftentimes to stand alone. That is a very, very hard thing to do, and it goes against human nature that so wants to be in part of the in-group. I mean, one of the ways that that we manipulate other people is casting them out of the group, mm-hmm. delegitimizing, stigmatizing. This is why racism is so horrible. You're stigmatizing. You're cut off from the acceptable group that we just long for. And so when you have a culture that is making its power groups, its in-groups, deviant groups, and, and um, something that's contrary to God's design, we are at a war now with needing to fit in and needing to be accepted and legitimized and finding that you know status there uh, or being out and standing alone with your God and with Christ and being alone and standing against the culture no matter what. And that's hard to do when the waves of culture are bashing against you and making you feel as alone as you can be. Amen. And it's hard, it's hard to be on the out. It is hard, but you have to do it. You have to stand strong, even if it means walking alone. You just laid out for our audience why I've told them over the years, if, if I had grown up in a good home, I, I don't know that I, I could have lasted in this business as long as I have doing it the way that I'm doing it. But growing up in a, in, a, in a home that wasn't good, that on a given day, I didn't know if my dad was going to take me to Cedar Point or beat the, beat the poop out of me or my mom or my little brother. That environment, I, I learned the hard way to not require a lot of affirmation from human beings to get through my day. And if I, if I had not grown up in an environment like that, I don't know how that I could have withstood the forces of, that you're describing in our own movement uh, for as long uh, as, as I have over these years. Aaron, you get the last word. Yes, and this is uh, when we talk about prevailing winds. It means the winds can show, you know, winds can blow different directions uh, periodically during a different uh, during a given season. But the prevailing winds are the, the direction of the wind for the most part during a particular season of time. And and the prevailing winds in this culture right now, you look anywhere you go. Are, sl- are stilted and slanting towards flipping the bird at the creator in whatever way, in whatever form that takes. And you look anywhere. I mean, you thought maybe in 2012, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a win for Chick-fil-A. That's a win for, for the, uh, those who are not down to clown with the rainbow jihad uh, back when that all blew up. But story after story after story, whether it's an airport, whether it's a college campus, whether it's another airport, whether it's a location in Canada, a story after story about how Chick-fil-A is having trouble getting in here because of their views on anti, their anti-LGBTQ uh, views. It's just that continual drip, 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 yep. drip, drip, drip. Yep. And you look at, at, at multiple conservative media figures right now who I think a lot of our audience would probably have a lot of respect for, and I'm not going to name names. But every couple of weeks, uh, so-and-so said this. Wow, boy, they're really uh, anti this, 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 and this. Boy, so-and-so said this. Can you believe that? So-and-so. The drip, 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 drip of the prevailing winds of the culture. Eventually, eventually, nobody, nobody, unless they are, uh, no, nobody can stand up to that for a lifetime. No, nobody can. That's why you die the hero or live long enough to see yourself and become so the villain. In this yeah. culture, you either get canceled or you live long enough to see yourself bend the knee. Amen. Exit question. If Chick-fil-A's future were a Billy Joel song, which Billy Joel song would it be? A, Big Shot, as in 
they just continue on the success track they've been on these past few years. Be just the way you are, as in, you know, we're overblowing this, not much has changed, and this is all leftist propaganda. Or C, good night, Saigon. Meaning, we might sit here 10 or 15 years from now and say, remember when Chick-fil-A was like a major thing? Todd, what do you think it is? I think it's a big shot. Okay. What do you think it is, Denise? Financially, maybe a big shot, but as far as having some kind of respect in the culture and being an icon, definitely goodbye. Second. See you later. What do you think, Aaron? Long-term, it's C. I think long-term, it is C. And, and, and it, it, it's, it's because they're, they're going to put themselves in a no-man's land here where they are, first of all, they're going up against the providential favor that the company has received, even by its own admission, including its former COO on this show admitting on camera the providential favor that this company has received. But the other problem is tactically, this is a major mistake. Once you admit weakness to this crowd, you can't grovel enough. You cannot genuflect enough. The rainbow jihad isn't going to let up it's not going to let up on Chick-fil-A until they change their logo to a rainbow. All right? I, I, I mean, until, until they have a bake-the-cake bigot policy in the employee manual, you can't accommodate this enough. That's the, and, and, and when you put yourself in the crosshairs, Napoleon once observed, you cannot fight a two-front war. They are putting themselves corporately in a position that they have to fight a two-front war. Fight their own core base as well as how far can I sell out and still, you know, maintain some form of a brand. I know who that sounds like. The Republican Party. More in a moment. Realestateagentsitrust.com was started because there can be so much frustration with buying or selling a home. No urgency, no return phone calls, no real marketing. And the answer is always, how about we attend another open house if you're the buyer or we put your house on display if you're the seller. Do all that work, getting it ready so three people will show up over two and a half hours, right? Well, Real Estate Agents I Trust knew there had to be a better way and learned three keys to ensure success with what's your biggest investment. For the vast majority of the American people, buying and or selling a home will be the biggest transaction they'll make and investment they'll make in their lifetimes. So make sure you get an agent that can help you because they check all three of the following boxes. Number one, they understand it's a very difficult and complicated process to navigate. So we're looking for agents with a long track record of actual performance, successful performance. Number two, Market value for homes can't be done simply by algorithms. There's always outliers in any market, and that's why you want someone who understands how to truly evaluate the market that you're buying or and or selling in. And then number three, um, there's got to be a rapport. Very relational is the process between you and your agent. If they don't understand that rapport, professional courtesy, uh, chances are it's not going to be successful. So if you want an agent that checks all three of those boxes, you're going to find them at this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. As we welcome back Todd, Aaron, and DC, let's get to issue three here in the Dace Group. Oh, Mayor Pete has the mo. 
After making what amounted to a backdoor entrance into the Democratic presidential primary, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg has come from behind and now leads the field in both Iowa and New Hampshire. The latest Iowa State University and Des Moines Register polls of Iowa show Buttigieg flaming out to a commanding lead. He leads the Real Clear Politics polling average in Iowa 23.5% to Elizabeth Warren's 17.8%. The latest St. Anselm poll out of New Hampshire shows Buttigieg pounding his competition 25% to Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders' tie at 15%. But after last week's story of the Buttigieg campaign lying about endorsements it had received from the black community in South Carolina, it remains to be seen whether his campaign is on top or about to hit the bottom. Aaron. <laughs> we see what you did there. <laughs> How could you not see it? <laughs> He did it 46 times. <laughs> Mrs. McIntyre, if you are watching, I am truly sorry for what I have done to your son. I, I, I am truly sorry. It's my fault. I need to own it. I warned you I, I, th- that this could be a terrible influence. Bad company, the proverb is proven true. Bad company has corrupted good character once more. And I'm, I'm sorry, Mother McIntyre. I'm sorry. I just look at it this way. I got them all out of the way there so that we could have a serious conversation. That's, there is some truth help to that. Help me help you, Because, Steve. I, I mean, we had three people tweet it. We had, like, multiple tweets <laughs> yesterday talking about this where I just unintentionally just step into double entendre. Not that you know me. I'm not above throwing one out there for effect. But I was not even intending <sighs> to do this. It's like, it's like you cannot honestly evaluate this without... Without some locker room humor, every everything we've ever used before. I'm even I'm self editing here on the fly, trying to catch myself. So let's just let's just go with it. First question goes to you, DC, because the three of us have argued about this for weeks. The audience knows what we think. You're the variable here, so let's get a, a different perspective here. Is this merely a moment for Mayor Pete, or could the mayor of Podunk, Indiana, really be? the Democrat presidential nominee. Your thoughts? Well, if anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I predicted from the get-go that he would be the nominee. And the reason why is that it's just like no one believed that Barack Obama early on could be the nominee. Uh, He is, at the time, he's on the rise of a movement. And he's part of the movement. And the movement is, as we've seen with Chick-fil-A, a very powerful movement. It is the day for the LGBT. The blacks had their moments and now it's time for LGBT to have their day in the sun. And I think that this is an opportunity. He's got a lot of the credibility, you know, as far as intellectualism and all of that, that not to embarrass anyone. So I think he could, I mean, someone else would really have to shine or he'd have to do something colossally stupid, but he could make it. And I think he will be the nominee. He will not, though. If he's not, he will not be anyone's running mate just because they don't pick from the field. That They just don't. So, Todd, your thoughts. She's more confident than you. She thinks he's going to oh, be the nominee. This is, it's way more than a moment. I mean, this is the zeitgeist. In our own show, Chick-fil-A, the Chicago uh, school district um, transgender uh, locker room thing. The fact that he is not some senator who we've known for a while, like Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin, but 
the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and that's drawing in all of this money. The kind of money that came in how many years ago is Varnum versus Bream in Iowa when Iowa became the first non-lib about post? About 10 years ago. About, it's 10 years ago. That money came pouring into Iowa, and that's the reason Varnum, they, they court shopped, they found the right kind of judge, they made it all happen then. It's possible now. This is why I was also the same way. I've been on this for a while. I didn't, I, I, and I, I never had the clarity to know for sure whether he was going to be the candidate, but I told you he was going to be ex- very, very relevant, as relevant to anybody in the discussion. And here we are. He's winning Iowa, he's winning New Hampshire. I'm not going to guarantee he wins this thing, but uh, it's obviously way more than a moment. This is what they want. Aaron. Yes. Um, Pete Buttigieg represents what amounts to the softer side of Sears of the crowd outside Lot's house. I mean, that's he, he puts a, a smiley face, a smiley face on that crowd. I mean, he's he's likable. Yet under the under the surface there, uh, he there is an anger and a rage that just seethes. And you can you can you can kind of put your. It came out the last. And it, and there's another an intentional double yeah. entendre, but it came out the last time he had his polling moment. We saw some of that. Yes. As a matter of fact. Yes, yeah. and and so this is this is though what the base of the Democratic Party wants because that that anger and rage and shaking your fist at God, that is what they want, and that is that yes. that is what that that is what he represents to them in a nice package. I, I tweeted back today at. Kyle Smith of National Review, and he wrote a, a, a short column about the, the the moment and what does it mean. And he called him, well, it's clear he's being... It, this was the conservative version of what happened yesterday on MSNBC with the um, the black journalist who you know, whose name I just can't remember. Um, it's like, why she was it, on CNN. Why, Nia, Nia Peoples. Yeah, why do, why do yeah, the black voters not connect? Pretending not to know why black, yes. why black voters don't want to support the Kyle, gay guy. Right. Kyle Smith said, well, it's clearly he, he's very smooth-spoken. That's not it. Yeah. He A, he's gay, and B, he shoehorns that into Christianity, and they love that on the left. They love perverting this. This has been their goal all the time, to mock God. It's not complicated. It's happening before our very eyes. The end game is here. The snap happened. DC, you want to respond to what Todd or Aaron just said? Well, we also need to remember there is a lot of money in the LGBT. Yes. It is extraordinarily wealthy. The donors want it. Uh, The the powers that be in the Democratic Party want it. And they're the ones who really drive who the nominee is, as we saw with Hillary and Bernie Sanders. They're going to get in who they want. And the money, I I can't express it enough, how much money is behind him in making this happen. And you've got, when you've got pop culture, you've got Hollywood, you've got, you know, the, the base, like you said, you know, so the black community has a problem with it, but the black community is not going to go and vote Republican. They're just not. And and we're talking about the nominee here, not the general. Where if they don't show up, it'll be a problem. But in, in the in in the uh, primaries and in p- p- picking out their nominee, they're not going to matter as much. Uh, it's going to be the power and the money. I don't think there's let's 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 game plan this out, and let let's say that he is the nominee. It's it, uh, nominating him is is what is akin to nominating someone in the Republican Party. Um, and, and that's not even we know lying to us, but openly hostile to us, like Rudy Giuliani ten or ten years ago in '08. Somebody who is so, somebody who is openly hostile to your evangelical base. 
and and has been far more liberal than them for you know his entire career and you saw when rudy giuliani was leading all the national polls with name id but once he got on the ground and had to engage the base there were and he kept remember he kept moving states too this was the state he was going to make his stand and this was the state he was going to make his stand he couldn't find a base because he represented a republican base that doesn't exist okay um and and until he came out of uh out of uh, the, he, he'd been exiled after this. He was a he was a laughing stock after this, and has only been resurrected by what he's done uh, for Trump going back to the 2016 election. There's there's two different Democratic bases. There is the one that that DC is articulating, and it is the dominant base in terms of money and power, but it is not the dominant base in terms of numbers. And. If, if they can't win an election of significance anywhere without mass black turnout. I mean, Terry McAuliffe won governor of Virginia because he actually got hot. He got he got better black turnout in Virginia than even Barack Obama did in the 08 presidential election. And, and that eked out for him a two and a half point win over Ken Cuccinelli in the final five percent of precincts in that state. That is how important that vote is to them. And I'm I'm just telling you guys, they're never going to, Al Sharpton, you know, doing Orange Theory Fitness in between takes on, on MSNBC there in Manhattan does not represent black voters in South Carolina, Georgia, and a lot of these other states. He just doesn't. He represents white progressives that are the, that make up 98% of his audience. It, there will be a cost to nominating him. Yeah, that they're going to have to pay, and and DC is right. They're never flipping and voting Republican, at least not in this cycle. I, I mean, who knows about what happens in the future? But in this cycle, it won't happen. But what happened in Milwaukee County on election night when twenty thousand uh, black voters didn't bother to show up and vote? That voted for Obama twice, and that's ninety percent of the victory margin that Trump had in the state. You'll see that happen in Ohio, and Virginia, and in Florida. And in Pennsylvania and in Michigan, you'll see that happen. You'll see no shows if he is the nominee. It's, I'm telling you, you it's, will. It's not the size of the slice; it's about the size. It's the of size the pie. of the pie. Yeah. Now, Pete Buttigieg is going to get 90 percent of the black vote by being the Democratic nominee, all right? Or 89 or 88, you know, something along those lines. You're right, but it's but it's what is the turnout of that vote? There will be no shows. There will be. Yes. I'm not, I won't argue against that at all, but the, the the party has now reached the point that to have anything close to that conversation, it looks like Gollum talking to itself. It's so <laughs> far down the road, I hear you. and uh, you have to just say aloud, hey, every, like, we talked about what everybody was willing to say. Are, are, you, you saw that clip we played yesterday yes. of David Axelrod. He knows this. Yes. As the chief, oh, he's but the they, chief architect of Obama's political operation. He knows this, and you can see the forlorn look on his face. Yes. He knows what I'm saying is true. He knows it better than and anybody somebody, does. They have to say out loud, the gay dog won't hunt. And who's going to say that? And they're trying to figure out a way to say this without having to say it. And they don't know but how to do it. DC, we got to get out of here, but I'll give you the last word. Quickly, go ahead. Well, do not underestimate the power of straight guilt. Don't underestimate with any. Yeah, group. but that 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 exists in white America. I'm just telling you, I've done a lot of work in the black community, and more than the average conservative activist has. That guilt stuff that works on whiteies, man. 
They don't worry about that stuff like that in the black community nearly as much as we do. Nearly as much as Whitey does. Exit question. True or false? Pete Buttigieg will not only not be the Democratic nominee, he also won't be the running mate for whomever the nominee is. Aaron. At this point in time, I'm saying false. Todd. False. DC, I know you're a false, right? Because you think he's going to be the nominee, right? Okay. Yes, but he would not be a running mate. Okay. Issue four, Kaepernick's 15 minutes are up. Who's next? Last weekend, the NFL prepared and organized a workout for social justice warrior Colin Kaepernick in Atlanta at the Falcons practice facility so he could show off what remaining talents he has for NFL scouts. Less than an hour before the workout was scheduled to begin, however, Kaepernick announced that he wanted his own film crew to come with him to a completely different practice facility over an hour away. He threw some footballs, and afterwards he told the NFL franchise scouts who actually made it to the workout, quote, when you go back, tell your owners to stop being scared. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Really quick, by the way, breaking news here. Poll just released his black, brown college students, Hispanic, black college students. Ready for this? Pete Buttigieg, 7% among Hispanic college students. Pete Buttigieg, 1% amongst black college students okay yeah i know this is a this they're gonna have a reckoning if they go down this road yeah and by the way pass the tobo corn i'm in for, I'm, this is finally the content russian collusion and all this i got into this business for this conversation this is the content that i'm here for is this one all right Kaepernick's 15 minutes are, are up. He's been exposed as a grifter. Even Stephen A. Smith is calling him out now. So who else would you like to see? Give us another current political grifter. You think it's time for the George Costanza tap. You've had a good run. Time to move on. Todd. Joe Biden. DC. Alyssa Milano. Ah. ah you cut me deep, Shrek. I, I just put her on mute and just watch. I don't, I don't listen. I just, I just watch. What do you think, Aaron? Uh, the GOP. That's a good yeah. answer. I'm in on that. Yeah. Second. Predictions, Aaron, because of that beauty, uh, you get to go first. first. And if it is some lame too. sports prediction, don't. Don't. Give um, me something good. No. Um, I, I actually had a decent prediction last, uh, last time around. Uh, this, uh, this time around, uh, I, I believe uh, I'm going to re-up my prediction since I never actually made it on this show that the Chiefs will not win the AFC West, but they will win the Super Bowl this year. So you think they're going to get in as a wild card? Yeah. Okay. Todd? I'm bringing a bunch of my past predictions uh, together to make this one. Uh, Buttigieg uh, being relevant uh, all the way till the end. Plus, I said Biden would be out uh, by the uh, uh, Iowa caucuses. Biden will be out and he will endorse Buttigieg before the Iowa caucus. I could see that. I, I could see that, actually. What do you think, what do you think, DC? What's your prediction? Well, we all sadly know that Victoria's Secret has canceled its annual show. It's going to come back next year with a bunch of trans people. Oh, that's cash picture money, that. homie. Picture that. That is absolute cash money, that. homie. Yeah, I don't want to picture well, that. They've already, I was walking in the mall a couple of days ago and, you know, you see what you see. It's they're already they're they're not like models as we think of it. I mean, there's there's all manner of shape and size that they are advertising right on there. So they're just they're clearly moving the goalposts as we speak. I yep I, I count on it. The, the, you know the other problem they have too is there's there's so much porn out there to be exposed to. 
Are you even? Uh, that's just just that's just this guy. Are you even titillated by the Victoria's Secret? Well, ads? it's it's not the same. I mean, yeah. th- that by the it, time most got, most guys have turned sixteen, we have been exposed to so much gratuitous sexuality and nudity that I got to and, and I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying a woman in, in pasties and a skimpy pair of underwear doesn't have the same effect on you that it did men probably 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. And so I think, I think that it, it is horrible to say, I also think it's true. So they're also caught between the reality of it's harder and harder to titillate the average guy. And then you also throw in what the, the zeitgeist that DC is referring to. And, and I could see their market is the, you know, the ground is shrinking beneath an organization like that's feet. Just my two cents. Here's my prediction. Trump is going to pardon Roger Stone. Now it may not be in 10 minutes. It, it might be, uh, you know, uh, it might not be before the next election might be the day after the election. It, it might be, uh, who was the guy that, uh, was it Mark Rich was the name of the guy that Clinton, Seth Rich, Seth Rich. No, not Mark. There was one that, not the murdered guy. There was another G- D- Democrat donor, Mark Rich. Okay. That Bill Clinton pardoned on oh. his last day in office. All right. So it might be something like that. Thank you. Thank I you. didn't mean to. Aaron. I I'm getting all these I know. Clinton associates mixed up. I know. It's uh, that, that hashtag Clinton body count. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's one of my favorite hashtags. Yes. But I believe he's gonna end up pardoning Roger Stone at some point. DC, always good to see you. Thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. We'll come back some feedback Friday on the other side here, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Stay tuned. And we are back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. If you are listening to us today via the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, we would appreciate that. Thousands of you have done so already. Consider doing it three, four, five, six, seven more times, and unless they tell you that you can't do that. But if they if they let you stuff the ballot box, treat us like we used to do those. Remember we used to go to the ballpark when you, when they had the true fan vote? Oh yeah, All Star Game. Oh, loved it, man! I used to sit out there and 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 vote for every Tiger a couple times. I used to keep going back and forth over and over again, filling out those bubbles. Oh, you were that guy. Yeah. Yes, that was me. Yeah. Well, I was I was also eight. <laughs> you were the ugly American. Cut me a little slack. Too. Cut me a little slack. I was eight, maybe ten. Although I'm asking you to do it now as yes. full blown adults on our behalf, please. Uh, and that's only if you if you like the show. If you don't like the show, maybe just keep that to yourself. And but keep tuning in anyway because you'll count too. All right, and 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 you'll float too. We all float out here. Hope floats. Hope floats. Thank you to the thousands of you again that have left us those five star reviews. They are important because the algorithms respond to you, and if they see that you like us, they'll help us to find more people like you, and that helps us to continue to do this and fooling people into believing that this is worth their investment at least for another year. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. We'll get to the feedback you've been sending us there to those various outlets here in just a moment. But if you're wondering why you're struggling to meet your weight loss goals, particularly this time of year where willpower is really weak this time of year, give Riduzone a shot. Now, here, here's what where Riduzone is a little bit different. All right, this is thing. It, it, there's a there's a molecule in your body called OEA. That helps uh, connect with your brain, uh, with your belly, to let the the brain know when your belly's full. 
But it's a little bit like, you know, um, when you ignored that speed bump in the parking lot for so long, you just drove over it. After a while, you just drive over it enough. It kind of flattens out. It's like it's not even there anymore, right? Same thing goes when you've just been ignoring, hey, I'm full and just kept eating. Your body's just conditioned to keep eating. Plus, our bodies were made to crave and conserve calories anyway, because it's only been in recent human history that food was a readily available resource. So if you now want to get those cravings under control, your portion sizes under control, and start hitting those weight loss goals. Here's where Riduzone comes in. It puts that OEA back in your body. That's all that it is. It boosts your OEA with more OEA. It's not loaded with chemicals or caffeine, stimulants, supplements, additives, preservatives of any kind. That's why it's FDA accepted, vegan friendly, and gluten free. If you want to give it a shot, get 30% off a three month supply right now when you use my name, Steve, as a promo code at riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for riduzone.com. All right, you guys ready for some Feedback Friday? You know it. Yes. This one just came in, but given what we were just talking about, we have to read this one, all right? This is from Rhonda, who says, maybe you guys haven't brought this up or you didn't, I missed it, but play out a scenario of a President Buttigieg having to negotiate and have policy discussions with rulers in the Middle East, given how they feel about homosexuality. Oh, snap. Is this an issue or a non-issue? That's a huge issue. It's a huge issue, actually. Now, here's what you need to know. Um, a lot of Muslim cultures before they were Islamized were Bedouin, what we call Bedouin cultures. Bedouin cultures have had homosexual underbellies for eons. I mean, a lot of these people are out there away from their wives, they're migrants, working fields, they're herding sheep. Okay, I mean, miles and miles and miles away from their spouses, um, not to mention during the, uh, during the Crusades, uh, you'd often see uh, the sultans or, or the Muslim generals, uh, they would bring their pederast boy toys with them out to the war front so they could, um, well, rape them. And they didn't call it that, but that's what it was. So they could rape them, you know, they're away from their wives for months, maybe years at a time. And so they would bring their pederast boy toys out there with them to gratify them while they were away. So on one hand, there's always been, because again, remember, before these cultures were Islamized, they were Bedouin. And there's always been an element of almost a Greek level, although in, in, in Greece and Rome, it was publicly accepted. It's not publicly accepted in these Bedouin cultures. It's just kind of winked and nodded at, like, well, you know, that's, you know, that's our red light district. So there's, this, is, this has ancient ties uh, homosexuality does to Bedouin cultures far more than it does to the Western civilization. I mean, the West found this repugnant from the very beginning and, and because of its Judeo-Christian uh, foundation and was always um, anathema to it. But in the old ancient Bedouin cultures, there's always been kind of a, yeah, we don't say anything. We kind of wink and nod that, you know, we all know what's going on, but, you know, we don't campaign on it, approve of it. We don't celebrate it, but, you know. Um, it, it, in, in prison, we call it gay for the stay, right? That, that's kind of how they roll in, in the Bedouin cultures. However, it, radical Islamist groups would have a field day with this. The amount of, not to mention, he served in the military. The gay guy served in the military, was killing Muslims. 
for the great Satan in the United States. That goat ain't going to hunt. That, yeah, that, this is this would be a massive recruitment tool and propaganda tool. Uh, that, that is oh, without a doubt. They'll riff on this like that fake North Korean website talks about, you know, faux manhood. And yeah, that, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, punchline. I, I, yes, that there's no question the the countries and, and the, those that when it's convenient for them to cater to these uh, radical elements, that this would be a convenient talking point. There is no question about that. That's also a question. See, they're not going to, you saw with the CNN panel, I keep going back to that because it just, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Van Jones has been blacker, has been black longer than me. Uh, he, has, he, has, he has been involved in organizing black voters and black churches far, far more than me, I would assume. Well, yeah. yeah, sure. He knows why. He knows. He knows why the, new, the poll that's out today has Pete Buttigieg at 1% amongst black college students. One. And a, and a brisk, robust 7% amongst Hispanic college students. He knows. Oh, I was joking with Aaron off air yesterday about that very in, with the again the segment with the gal you know and yeah, Nia uh, Peoples is uh, her name it, it, yeah. where you could see the look in his eye he like he wanted to just call a timeout look like we do know why this I, is yeah, right. I, I did get the sense Van Jones wanted to say you're yeah. no BS right <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes I did get the sense yes. he was like uh, you know and 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 for Nia to come over the t- interrupt him she's like I've just flied I'm fly- I've had plenty of on and off the record and very honest conversations with her she is not unique to how religious voters of various ideolo- ideologies and persuasions think okay that's that's not real. She just went cherry girl right there. On. She should have followed this up with, and guys, while I'm on this, I want to take yeah. off my wig. This isn't yeah. my real hair. She knows. Trust me, she knows. I can promise you she knows from my own experience. And you know, the nose knows, like the glasses at the end of the nose for David Axelrod sitting there at the stage, shaking his head, almost like the, the, the boomer version of I can't even with this, okay? He knows because his candidate that he built a political empire around did a phenomenal job of, of, of splitting the baby in half in these two realms. He knows it better than anyone I knows. Lo- I know. I love the thought bubble in their head when they're... Th- the, the way- How can I tell black America not to be bigoted without them yes. going full Medea, Grandma Medea? Yes. Like, oh, no, you did it. You're what gonna, did you just you're say gonna, to me? You're going to walk into... To, you're going to walk into Nana's house. Yes. Because right, you have to keep in mind... They've got their political grifters in the black pulpit like we do here in white Republican evangel. They've got their their team GOP. They got their team Democrat hacks. They have them too. Folks that that aren't in this for the gospel either. They're just in this because they're using the pulpit to pimp themselves out. They have the a guy named Party. Creflo Dollar, as you yes, said. They've got it too. All right. And that guy right now, dude, is sweating like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane right now. <laughs> because here's why. Because he's got it, he's trying to figure out. How do I go and go over to Nana's house where she raised nine boys on her own because baby daddy left and, and she still has the same clothing pin, the same roller pin she beat those boys with when they got out of line. And I'm going to walk over to her house and I'm going to tell her, so uh, Mayor Pete election day, what do you think? Huh? We're all in, right? She's going to chase me out of the house with that rolling pin is what she's going to do. Because Nana's going to be like, hell no, we're not doing that. Trust me, they, 
I know we, we, we believe because we have been inundated with their media and their propaganda. Like they are this monolithic, uh, I, you know, death star of unity. Well, we've got all these factions over here on the right that are always arguing each other and it never pleased. And we're at a constant state of civil war. Half of that's true. That part about us is all true. We've all lived that. We know that's true, right? That part's true. But, but Paul Harvey will tell you there is the rest of the story. And what you have over here on the other side is, is why I've described it for most of my career as a confederacy. You know where I got that term? From my friend Jonathan Narciss, first ever black elected member of the Des Moines School Board that I helped put him there. All right? He is the one who showed me. One of the ways we navigated this successfully is he showed me how things work over there on the other side. I got a chance to look at it from him. I, I wouldn't have had a clue. I'm a white kid from the suburbs. I've been, a co- you know, I wanted to, I was an Alex B. Keaton wannabe. I didn't know any of this. He showed me the ropes of what this looks like. And it's, it's a, it, they are, they are uniquely, when Donald Trump says you wouldn't have a Mitt Romney in the Democratic Party, he's right about that. And I've pointed that out on this show many times, but it's not for the reasons many of you think. The, the reason why is, the, is, is, is it's a confederacy of loosely aligned belief systems so that a real fire and brimstone black minister is voting for the same candidate that Rosie O'Donnell is because of a common goal. I need access to government. And point vis-a-vis this element stands against me getting that access. And so as long, and so it's not ideological at all. They're not, they're not aligned ideologically. They're, they're aligned strategically. And so let me go back to the reference I made in the last hour. It was Yalta, right? That's where Churchill, Stalin, and mm. Hitler got, yeah. or, or Churchill, Stalin, and FDR got together to right. go after the Nazis, right? Okay. When there, when it's when there's an existential common goal, you forget what you thought about Joseph Stalin ten minutes ago, right? But when that common goal is taken away, all of a sudden you start remember what you thought about Joseph Stalin ten minutes before that, and ten minutes, and he does the same, right? which is why literally three seconds after Hitler blew his brains out in a bunker, the Cold War was on. Mm -hmm. Literally three seconds later, it was on. It was on. That's that's what's going to happen here. Because if if you remove that common goal, Donald Trump is no threat to their access to government. He'll just start giving everybody handouts. And they like him more. For the, all the pop culture reasons that everybody does. I mean, he's more accessible to black America than any other Republican ever has been. And, and, and they're not, he's not, if, if you remove that and they have to, and they're forced to confront their worldview differences, that's when they split. And if you nominate a guy like this, that conversation is going to happen. Now, it won't be the, you know, Kanye West is team GOP now. It won't be that. You're not going to see that massive evolution. What you'll see is a lot of folks who are like, not our fight, man. We're sending this one out. That's what you're going to see. It's similar to what would happen if the Republicans nominated somebody who wasn't, we knew was pro-choice. We kind of knew it was pro-abortion, but was going to lie to us about it. But if they actually nominated somebody who was kill all the babies, 
if they nominated somebody who was open about that. A lot of you aren't going out and voting Democrat, right? In the next election, you're not, you're not voting Democrat. I mean, because if, you're, if your problem with the Republican Party is they nominated somebody who violates your core belief system, why would you go vote right. Democrat who has been openly violating it all this time? That's why you're Republican in the first place, right? Similarly, if you're black at this point in voting Democrat, chances are the number one reason you're doing it is it's because you, you don't believe the Republican Party wants you. So you're not just going to, if, if the Democrat Party says they don't want you, you're not just going to, you know what, the Democrat Party doesn't want me, so let me go to a political party that's been, that I think has been telling me for 50 years doesn't want me. You're not going to do that. You know what you're more than likely to do? I have something else to do that night. And what happened in Milwaukee County on election night 2016 gets mirrored, not just in, it happens in Milwaukee County again, and then it happens everywhere else. Here's another angle to this, too. Those suburbanites right now, some of them who are friends and family members of ours, are putting those Mayor Pete yard signs in their yard and loving this. One of the reasons they're even contemplating this is because they think is because they up until Trump, they were they were basically Republican. And we've talked about this before, right? That and but Trump's now we have to talk about immigration and all these nasty issues that divide people and and make the Lions Club meetings difficult and 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 the greeting time at our suburban megachurch uncomfortable, right? We've talked about this, yeah. right? Oh. Oh, honey. Let me get the David Axelrod look here. If if you thought Trump's one Mexican judge in the wall made conversations at the Lions Club and at the, out in the atrium at your megachurch in the suburbs there uncomfortable for you. What do you, what do you think about, what do you think gay Jesus is going to do? What kind of conversations do you think those might generate for you? When he's out there saying, oh, you know, killing babies isn't a sin, but, you know, dumping your toxic waste and worrying about your and, and having having too high of a carbon footprint—that's a sin. You think? What do you think? Think those are going to be your warm, fuzzy conversations out there at your kids' basketball game at Little League this summer? Oh, if you thought it was nasty and divisive before, you ain't seen nothing yet, because that that great lie will get exposed, because we will what we saw the last time Mayor Pete had his surge is he went right into pharisaical mode, right into it, right into lecturing you about Christianity and what real Christianity is. If he were to be rewarded with the nomination of a major political party for president of the United States and his only previous experience as podunk Indiana, he's going to recognize the only reason I'm here is what? What I represent. Dude, Dude, he is going to dial this up to 48, all right? This is all his campaign is going to be. And if you think, if you think Orange Man bad makes, makes it tough for you to talk to your neighbor with the Subaru next to you and the coexist bumper sticker neighbor next to you in the cul-de-sac, if, if you thought it was difficult before, wait till she feels emboldened to come out when you put your white cross out in your yard for Easter, when she feels emboldened to come marching out of her house to call you a hater and a bigot, and didn't you know that Jesus was probably gay too? Oh, 
Oh. You know what, Todd? I'm I'm kind of going from I don't think this has any possibility to happen to rooting for it. Now I'm 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 I I am. Come meet your destiny. Yes, yes, I am. I'm starting to see this from the other side of the looking glass now. You're I, welcome. I might put a damn Mayor Pete sign in my yard right about now. I, I might I might be down with this clown. I might you know what? Get busy living or get busy dying. Right. That's one of the things that's annoyed us on this show for from the very beginning is the murky, mushy, yeah. lukewarm. <sighs> Screw that noise. Let's, you know what? Let's go all in. I'm because I got into this business to have this debate, to have this conversation. That's that's what that's why I wanted to make the transition from sports. I I don't care about memes and you're owning the libs i don't care what what dumbass crap was said last night on bat crap crazy msnbc five people watch i mean one of my main problems in this business is every morning when i get up and look and see what's trending i am interested in almost none of it which can be a problem admittedly you know it, it can stifle your ability for upward mobility and success in an industry when you're not really interested in most of the content that it actually generates <laughs> <laughs> All right. But this conversation, this one, oh, brothers and sisters, I'm here for this. Oh, yes. You're a Pentecostal on this one. I'm in. I'm in. You know what I'm in? I may go get myself. Don't be surprised if you drive down Boulder Drive in West Des Moines, and right next to my nativity is a Mayor Pete sign. Albeit it'll be for far different reasons than anybody, anybody else has theirs up. But it's got a good beat, and you can dance to it. I, I'm, I'm coming around on this one, Erzin. I'm coming around. It's right? happening. Yeah, I, 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 because you know, what? let's just all declare, right? Let's just all declare. I like, I like declarations. I like to know where everybody stands. I'm in on that. It, it, I'd much rather have the full frontal con- confrontation than the whispers and the and the sh- and the and uh, and the shankings. And the side swipes and the backstabbings, wouldn't you? I'd much, oh, I would, indeed. I would much rather like Saint Peter. Let's just go right down to Main Street, Jerusalem, in broad daylight, and just for reals, just y'all killed your savior. How you like them apples? That's what I'm here for. I enlisted in that argument. This other stuff that we typically do around here, I don't give a rip about. But this one. I've got more fire in the belly right now than I started this show with. I'm, I might have to be talked out of, I don't even know where his campaign headquarters are. Do you know? No, no. Just walk right in there. I'll take one of those. Should we get him on the show? Put him right, put one of those yard signs right. He'll never come on. You should, you know what? Find out if he'll come on. Absolutely. Let's do this. This is, this is, I mean, and, and we're having fun. You know why? Because really this is the debate and argument we, we got in that, that our show does what it does the way it does it for this stuff. This, this, you know, well, the stuff most, too many people in our industry and most of the Republican Party has no interest in doing, that's actually what we are the most interested in. I, I don't give two, two craps with, with two turds with a corn, with corns in it about Matt Gates storming Adam Schiff's office. I don't, I don't, I don't care. And it has no bearing on anything we're attempting to conserve for this or future generations. But this conversation? Yeah. Now, now, now we got the eye of the tiger. And we talk about revival or bust all the time. I, it's, you can see 
if a revival is going to happen, how it could happen because of this moment and start within the heart of the black church. And it would be glorious for all of us to behold black or white. That brings me to the next note I want to share. You didn't even know this was coming, but it's an excellent segue. Dwayne Shaw says, would it be hard for you to accept a a revival if it came into the hands of a hard-to-swallow leader like a Kanye West or a Beth Moore or through a prosperity gospel televangelist? Don't want to focus on numbers, but Kanye's fruits seem to be starting to show. Dwayne, you're asking the exact right question. I don't agree with your application, but the premise of your question is perfectly sound. I mean, what what are the odds that a kid born to a 15-year-old mom who grew up in an irreligious home, who, um, when, he brought his, when he brought his firstborn child home to his apartment, had, a, had, had a, a colossal porn collection that would make Ron Jeremy blush, flunked out of college because, you know, they, they don't let you major in Super Tech Mobile for a semester. What, what would be the odds that that... That kid born at Iowa Lutheran Hospital on July 28th, 1973, would 46 years later be doing a show with this subject matter on one of the largest platforms in the United States of America. Would you say those are high or low? Un poco. Yeah, and I just shared with you, you know, a good chunk of my own personal life story. You know, it, it's, it's one of Luther's. Uh, most famous quotes. God chose to speak out of the backside of a donkey's ass once, so maybe he can speak. You can speak. You can speak through me too. So yes, he uses the foolish things of the and the simple things of this world to confound the wise. Absolutely, yes. Now, I would take I take umbrage with with and slight umbrage because I respect the premise you're starting from. You're starting from the right premise. It's not going to come from. History shows revival doesn't come from it, it doesn't it doesn't come from the places that we expect it to and the institutions we expect it to, because if those places and institutions were capable of producing revival, we would not need it. Their job is to guard over our hearts, to be our watchman on the wall. It, we only need revival because they have failed at that job. They have failed the people. As Green Arrow says, you have failed this city. That's why you need revival, because those institutions were put there to prevent this from happening. They have fallen off the job, you know, and didn't bring their life alert. So those that they were called to watch over and shepherd fall as well. Ezekiel writes a lot about this in the Old Testament, about the watchmen on the wall. That you're not responsible for the sins that the people commit, but you are responsible for the fact you were to warn them of the sins they're committing and chose not to do so. Now, when you say, could a prosperity gospel televangelist help lead a revival? Yeah. But I will tell you this, this is certain. It will, one of the ways they will do it will be by rebuking their own false teaching and repenting from it and walking away from it. Meaning, you're not going to have a revival, and then afterwards, Paula White says, and that's why you need to sow a seed and, 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 and send me 1995 uh, this month for your love gift, which is uh, Jesus as Chia. Rub him three times, and he grows a mane. No. That won't hit you like that one. <laughs> I have no idea where that even came from. 
It's somebody right. Somebody right now is racing out to buy that domain name to to, to try Jesus to. Is oh Chia. my yes. goodness! Yes. Jesus, Jesus is Chia dot com. Uh, it won't meaning it won't be like that. A revival won't be Joe Osteen. Hey, I, you know what? Here's my wonder words for my board game. And if you bought my last book, and here's my washboard abs, it won't be that. It'll be Joe. It'd be a guy like Joe Osteen grabbing that board game, crushing it, stepping on it, and saying, "I'm sorry, I was wrong." Let me give you the real gospel. That's what a revival looks like. So yes, could it come from sources? Yes, will be the, it always does. I mean, if you look at, go through the Old Testament, go through these prophets. Most of them were not your, um, your church authorities. Who were the disciples? Tax collectors, meaning the lowest of the low, scam artists to the culture, fishermen, Barely teenage boys like the Apostle John. And they, it, people didn't come from the academy to say, hey, this is the Messiah we were looking for all this time, and we're here to uh, fulfill the, uh, the mission here. Good to see you. We studied the scriptures dutifully and knew you were coming. That's not what happened. Some weirdos sitting out there on locust and honey, make up straight path. Sounding like the bring out your dead guy. That's what it always looks like. Yes. So you're right on the money, Dwayne. So, so could somebody who's a false teacher now help spark a revival later? Yeah, but it won't be via their false teaching. That won't happen. There's a story, I, that I, I read this several years ago, that this started to happen at the Crystal Cathedral. When the guy, the original guy, the original Joel Osteen, who ran that for years, I can't remember his name. That, that's, an, that's another humanistic scam, by the way. Um, and, and he was one of these self-esteem gurus like Joel Osteen is nowadays. The guy who ran that. And he retired. And his son took over. And his son actually like, starts preaching the gospel and stuff. And, and like, they start having like a mini revival breakout at this church. Dad comes out of retirement, fires the son. Robert takes, was it? Schuler, yes, Schuler, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. the guy's name. Yeah. Dad take comes out of Robert Schuler comes out of retirement, fires the kid to take back control and says, uh, there'll be no gospel preaching here on my watch. We're, we're preaching the 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 the, the meeple. Me. It's about me. That I remember I I don't I remember distinctly reading that story about seven, eight, nine, ten years ago that that happened. So the son takes over. Starts actually preaching some orthodoxy. Some revival starts happening. And the old man comes out of retirement, fires, takes and has his elder board, get rid of the son, get him out of here. We're not doing that. This isn't a church. Are you talking to me? This is a, this is a, you know, I mean, we're, we're selling widgets here. This is an infomercial, folks. And we got Arnold Schwarzenegger here to tell us about his new book, followed uh, by Oprah. That's what we're doing here. So if it'll come, if it came from institutions like that, it wouldn't come from their false teaching. It would come from them turning away from it. But yeah, look for it in, in places you would least expect it. That's why our perspective on this show with Kanye West is like what Gamaliel said about the early church in the first century. Hey, if this is of the Lord, we can stop it anyway. So let's just sit back and watch and see. Let's, we're fruit inspectors, right? Let's watch the fruit. At the very, very least, Kanye is forcing conversations most of this culture would prefer not to have. More in a moment.
Hey, imagine that your cell phone is a voting booth and every single time you go to use it, you're voting for, you know, uh, phony collusion uh, hoaxes, uh, marauding rapist hoaxes, open borders, gun confiscation, uh, killing uh, children uh, with impunity. It's a horrible thought, but depending on which cell phone carrier you're using, that's essentially what you're doing. Because a lot of these companies, like a lot of corporate America, are all in on the agenda that we're trying to stop from going all in on the end of our way of life. And just to add insult to injury, these uh, cell phone carriers often have hidden fees too, like AT&T's administrative fee that they're currently getting sued over. Now compare that with Patriot Mobile, the nation's only conservative mobile phone company who is not only supporting your values and with no hidden fees, but for a limited time offering you an incredible deal. Right now, get the free Moto Z3 for free. Get the Moto Z3 for free when you open a new line at PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. Get the Moto Z3 for free when you open a new line, one of the hottest pieces of tech right now in the industry. Yours for free when you open a new line at PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. Remember, they've got plans starting as low as 25 bucks a month, so why not make the switch? You can also call them at 877 877- 367-7524. If you're listening while you're driving right now, you can call this number. 877-367-7524. Just mention the blaze to them at 877-367-7524 or go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Hey, we got uh, a clarification from our, our good friend, uh, D.C. McAllister, that I want to share with the audience. She was talking about don't underestimate straight guilt when it comes to the nominate, potentially nominating straight Buttigieg. And I made the point, yeah, that's that's largely a white America thing that they're going to have that you if you're going to get um, the you're going to get the, the the ultra important black voter base to turn out for Democrats at the rate they need. If Pete Buttigieg is your nominee, it won't be out of guilt. I mean, they're going to have to they're going to have to go way over the top on on things like the race card that likes. I mean, we like, you know, we've never seen like photoshopped, you know, you know, photos on CNN of Trump, you know, burning crosses and and Birmingham, Alabama in 63, stuff like that. Okay, because they don't they don't the black community does not operate on a guilt factor. The way that the, the, the white community in America does. She, I think, though, has a very fascinating clarification, D.C., that, that I wanted to share with the audience. She says, um, when I said don't underestimate straight guilt, I wasn't referring to its effect primarily on minorities, but its effect on uh, people in general, including mostly white libertarians and quote-unquote conservatives. I think the powers that be in the D.C. will think they can pull voters from the GOP because they'll want to be able to say they voted for the first gay president much like there were libertarians and Republicans who voted for Obama along those lines. Now, this clarification, I think she's dead right yeah. about. Yep. Yeah. Okay. There is, there's plenty of people in, in the quote unquote conservative or libertarian movement who detest people like me, hate Christianity, hate the standard, can't hate it, detest it. Those of you that have serious religious convictions, they can't stand you. And, the opportunity to make this kind of a statement. I have largely stayed away from the whole thing with David French and so Rob, we've talked about it a little bit. You guys have been far more fiery and on fire about that. I don't think I've even addressed it specifically like on social media yet. 
But I, I can see someone like David French voting for Pete Buttigieg. Absolutely. For this reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm not. Oh I, it may goodness. be funny, but it's unintentional humor. Like oh. I, I can absolutely say, hey, this, hey, this represents an opportunity for us to figure out how we can stay and live together. Although, what you're going to find, I promise you this: if they make Pete Buttigieg the nominee, what you're going to find shortly thereafter is is you're going to learn what I have told you for years: the dark pretends to want to share space with the light until it believes it has dominance. And the minute, the nanosecond that it thinks it's in control, it will show you that it never intended to share the space with you this entire time. You're going to learn why Tolerance Boulevard's a one-way street in three seconds after he gives that convention speech. Mark my words. Mark my words. It's the softer side of the crowd outside Lodd's house. Yes. Uh, yeah. Candidate. And they're going to they're going to turn the Sears clothes in and put on the uniforms they really wear. I promise you. All right. And if you think the people that are doing die-ins out in front of Chick-fil-A are going to be in on the memo of, hey, we got to, you know, make this. uh, No, folks. No. They're going to lose their damn minds is what's going to happen. All this stuff. You think you think Trump is a divisive factor with the issues he runs on and the persona he has. Oh, honey. (laughs) Hell hath no fury. Like what you will see if the zeitgeist is fully unleashed for your viewing pleasure. Oh, yeah. It'll be like when George McGovern's running mate was talking about getting uh, uh, shock, electroshock treatments. Some of you boomers remember that, right? What was that guy's name? Eddie Eagle or something? You, know, you and I weren't alive, but you remember hearing, reading about this in, in history class? I think his, McGovern's running mate, it was like Eddie Eagle or something. He was talking about, you know doing drugs with Timothy Leary and getting electric shock treatments and stuff. No, that's not familiar. Which is what the total movement that, that those guys represented was all about. They just, they, they didn't get the memo. They weren't supposed to say that stuff out loud. <laughs> all right. No, no, you, because here's the thing. They're going to believe that the way they bullied successfully Chick-fil-A, the way they took a mayor from Podunk, Indiana to the nomination of this party over senators and governors and vice presidents, they're going to think it's because of these tactics that they got this far. They're not, they're not going to go corporate. They're not going to come this far and then say, and now, now is the season of our restraint. No, they're not. It's the, year, the year of Jubilee. Yes, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, no, no, no. They're, they are not, they're not going to suddenly put a condom on it, folks. Oh, no. There will be no prophylactics at this conjugal. I can promise you that. All right. So no. And I will have to, I will have to greatly resist the temptation to laugh at some people I know that are falling for this canard when, when they, after they let the Trojan horse through the front gate and when it opens, when they see what comes out, it will not be party favors and a Lady Gaga concert. Oh no. You're so happy right now. I am. You I am the so happiest happy. I have been on the air here in many, 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 many See, months. There was a couple months ago. You're like, okay, you got to understand. This is. It's still professional politics. Now you're Yosemite saying, yes, 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 because because you know why? Because <laughs> you're free. Yes, I I want this confrontation. You're I, I've free. Been, I've been trying to provoke it. Yes. All right. We're and long, you've been we're, doing this much longer than us. You didn't believe it could happen. Yeah, I didn't. I thought. It, 
It's a Christmas miracle <laughs> is what it is. You did it. Buttigieg came down the chutes into your fireplace. I am simultaneously revolted and and I I'm laughing and I and I find it funny. Um here comes Budajage, here comes Budajage. Let's move on. I'm not sorry. I apologize again to Mama McIntyre. I'm sorry. I haven't laughed this hard since the first time Aaron read a list that broke you. Oh, my. Greg writes, the statement I hear over and over is that if the economy stays good, Trump wins. And if the economy goes bad, Trump is out. He said, I think that misses that the economy is totally out of Trump's control in the hands of the Fed. If they let the cap off of interest rates, the economy will collapse and there's nothing Trump can do about it. Letting the market determine the rates is the just thing to do, but the Fed will do it short term to tank Trump. I, I don't think it's quite as doomsday as what you're laying out, Greg, but I think you're bringing up a very good point. Yep. I, that I, I could absolutely see, uh, whether you want to call it the establishment, the swamp, the deep state, whatever, um, noom de plume, or num de plume, whatever the hell that uh, per, that that uh, phrase is, or or uh, term de jour, whatever you know is the currently accepted uh, you know. Uh, Look, you are speaking in tongues. It's yes, it's... but could let me put this in another context? What Greg is saying, okay? Do you think it is possible, gentlemen, that the same people that gave us the Russian collusion hoax, yes, that that <laughs> doesn't even know the question. <laughs> The, the same people who let's impeach a president over a phone call none of us were actually on and didn't hear. Yes. And, and Brett Kavanaugh, who admits he was a virgin until he was like 37. I think it wasn't quite that old, but it was yes. fairly old because he was intimidated by women. Was a marauding rapist around the Georgetown Brownstone cul-de-sacs in the summer of 1982, Right. Do you think the same elements that that have attempted those three missions might have an in on the Fed to, you know, raise rates mm -hmm. here in the third quarter of two thousand and twenty? Yep. I don't think that's crazy uh, talk to you. Nada es impossible. No, no. It's in writing on somebody's white paper, right? Now. Yeah, I, I mean, and by the way, I hate. Boy, if you have been a part of this show for years, you know I hate this kind of talk because it's usually lazy. And, and we have used these kinds of conspiratorial notions to explain away why Republicans don't keep their promises to us like ever. You're not crazy if they're but, really but following I, but I, me, brother. I, yes. I, at this point now, I, am, I would be crazy to deny what my own eyes have seen. I, I, I have to acknowledge reality. We have lived in this reality, right? And this, is, this has been the neighborhood we've lived in for the last few years. So I don't think it's nuts at all that the same people who think, who think that we can impeach a president because he's doing a foreign policy we don't agree with, can also think, you know what, if this is what it takes to get rid of this guy, we got to raise the rates in the third quarter of 2020. I, I could, I, 
I could totally see that. And if you would have said, if you would have presented something like this to me two or three years ago, I'd have been revolted by it. Because in general, conspiracy theories like this are where, um, are, are where the non-critical thinkers are taken advantage of. But we also know that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. So I, I, I have to acknowledge I live in a world now. As a Christian, I have to acknowledge. I'm, I'm called to seek truth. Not myth, myths and, you know, uh, uh, human traditions. Which is why I have a natural anathema to, you know, lazy thinking like this. But I also then have to recognize I have witnessed Nero set Rome on fire and then try to blame the Christians in broad daylight, right? I have to acknowledge this, is, yes. this has happened. I have, so I, I, can't, I can't then lie to myself the other way now either, right? I, I can't come up with the media conspiracies and all these other reasons we have in conservative media for why Republicans can't do the stuff we always elect them to do. On the other hand, when, when there's a coup attempt in a broad daylight, when there's a character assassination in, a broad, day, in broad daylight, I, I, I have to, I must, when Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself in broad daylight, I have to acknowledge that too. Is that, is that fair? Or do you guys agree or disagree? Well, biblically speaking, that, that boy with purple hair that all of the adults around him are celebrating yeah. are a sign yeah. of that you are supposed to alter your thinking accordingly. I got to read the signs of the times, yes. right? These are the times in which we live, Aaron. We yes. live in these times. Yes, it's not out of the realm of, of possibility at, at all. And when we've talked about uh, potential impeachment and what it would look like, even back when it looked like there could be a possibility that Trump would even be removed from office, and and we we diagnosed that as you know the Republican Party knows that in five minutes their base is going to forget all about this. It's, it's not as if the powers that be and the, uh, the, the, the deep states, if you will, those entrenched bureaucrats with way too much power over the levers of things that can actually, that can actually make an impact in our day-to-day -day lives. It's, it's not as if they're dumb. They enjoy the condescension. They enjoy the, they enjoy the smugness, but they're not, they're not dumb. They're not uh, – what's the name of the, the – Pick any bumbling uh, superhero villain. This is an Ernest like goes to this. this is not goes yeah, to the deep state. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Now that's people, a movie I would pay to see this these, weekend. When you these, Ernest goes to the deep state. These people have no. <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, Maul, let's push this button. What's it do? And it says Russian collusion on it. I'm let's not, see what happens. I'm not far enough removed from the last laugh attack. It's still in there. It's oh. uh, it, it's it's a thing, and it's it's not as if. These people aren't aware that, that they, they know that most of the country will forget, if, if it's even a story at all. They know that most of the country will forget in five minutes. And so they, they have no shame. They have no principles. They're the ones actually saving us. Put the camera back on me close up if you don't mind. Dinesh D'Souza, if you're watching this right now, if next year at election time you don't put out a movie called Ernest Goes to the Deep State... I don't want to live in this world anymore. <laughs> uh, Patrick has a good question. Is virtue necessary for freedom, not freedom for virtue? Do we need virtue in order to have freedom, or is it freedom that makes us virtuous? You need virtue in order to have freedom. Otherwise, um, why would St. Peter have to write in his epistle, 
Um, you, my brethren, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge your sinful natures. Freedom doesn't make us virtuous. That's why, that's the old tradition about Benjamin Franklin. A republic, if you can keep it. That's a direct quote from John Adams, a constitution made only for a moral and religious people. If we are an unvirtuous people and we have freedom, we will turn our freedom on one another. And we'll even use it against ourselves by engaging in behaviors and, and transactions that endanger ourselves. So you, you're asking the right question, Patrick. Freedom doesn't make us virtuous. Okay? We need virtue in order to truly experience and understand and enjoy freedom. Have any thoughts on that, gentlemen? I can't. You're a master at this crap. You're still on Ernest Goes to I the Deep State, aren't you? Bro- you two combined have broken. I can't believe you're like pivoting like to all of a sudden we're talking about the I thought. went from Ernest Goes yeah, to the I Deep know. State to we I need have, freedom and virtue. Gentlemen, your thoughts. We have like two minutes left on the show and I just need to get, I can't. Just my brain You're here on I'm the busted. All Things Considered segment of <laughs> yes. the Steve Day Show. Yes. Yes. Um, well, you know. Hello, Mr. Baldwin. What did you what did you well, bake for this Christmas, it, Mr. Baldwin? It depends depends on the meaning of words. Um, so what, what freedom are we, what freedom, what type of freedom are we talking about here? All right. So freedom, uh, is not the same thing as rights. Uh, so it all depends on, on the definition and the, the way that you laid that out. I would agree with your assessment of the question because true freedom is the ability to, uh, it is true freedom in the government sense I'm 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 running on two brain cells here, but true freedom in the in the sense that so that by we're all means keep about, talking. Yeah, in the sense that we're talking <laughs> about it here is the ability to act upon the rights which no government can take away. I believe that's what we're talking about here, and required within that is a uh, is virtue. So virtue comes first before we can actually have freedom. I mean, you you can. This is why we're the longest experiment in, in self-government and human freedom in, in human history is even, because we had spiritual yeah. revivals that created a moral and religious people before we handed them the reins. Yeah, even to this day, this country remains the exception to the rule. Yes. And, and the more secular and the more irreligious and the more God-hating we become, um, the more divisive and polarized we are, uh, the more violent we become, uh, the more we turn on each other, the more dysfunctional we become. Because, because if, if we give people freedom, they're going to act on either their virtue or their vices. One of the two. They're going to act on their virtues or their vices. And which one does it seem like we're acting more on these days? This is yesterday's talk. Their default is their vices. Yes, absolutely. We can't help but act on our vices, absent of virtue. Everybody have a great weekend. We're going to stick around, do our best and worst of the week for our Blaze TV subscribers, blazetv.com slash dace. If you'd like to subscribe so you don't miss it as well as all of the other exclusive content we do each day at Blaze TV. For the rest of you, back at it again on Monday after Glenn Beck, noon to 2 Eastern. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.